Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Well, it's grand final week, the Friday before the big one, and this is the grand final edition of Jack and Payne, of course, with me, Jack Revolt. And back in the hot seat down there in Hobart, Australian Test cricket captain Tim Payne. We are brought to you thanks to Harrison Agents selling your home. Contact Harrison Agents today. Payne, welcome back. It's great to be back. Uh, quiet week last week. Um, very thankful for Flash. Flash's work filling in. He's he's a bit reluctant to get back out of the seat, but I'm certainly happy to be back and looking forward to a big show. Well, I wanted to raise that straight off the bat. Uh, David Flash Lithgow uh, texts me at uh, or this Tuesday, 2:43 p.m. and quote, he said, "Jumping Jack Flash is back." He was so confident, Painy, that you were <laughs> not going to get up for the Friday's uh, Friday's uh, recording of. Obviously, this show here, and he was so confident that he got in. But, mate, you, you're here, you're joining us, and we will be joined later by Flash, a very flat Flash Lithgow. Looking forward to it. He is flat. He is very flat. But, um, no, look, I was struggling. I'm not going to lie, earlier in the week, I thought it was going to be a battle. But as I said to you guys yesterday, I, uh, the old Nan Shaw gave me a recipe a bit of uh, ginger, lemon, really? and honey. Ginger, lemon, and, and the honey. throat is back. Back and Yeah, back I, I think and a few people are a bit upset that I'm back talking, particularly around <laughs> Cricket Tasmania. But um, but anyway, it is what it is. I'm looking forward to, as I said, this show and then the grand final um, over in Perth tomorrow. But speaking of, Jack, obviously you're an expert in grand final week. Do you want to take us just inside? I know it's slightly different now with hubs. Um, it's obviously in Perth. But do you want to take us through, firstly, that sort of Melbourne iconic week uh, that a grand final play, player goes through and then maybe what it's like now in COVID times and, and with the interstate grand final. Well, they are both very, very different, Payne. And, of course, Melbourne grand final week, uh, we have um, we have the uh, well, we have the parade and we have the training and we have everything that goes on with that. And it's um, it really is, Payne, the best week of, uh, of, of your life, really. Maybe kids and, and wedding aside if you've got them, but... Uh, the whole week's yep. great. The weather's starting to turn here in Melbourne. And, um, I mean, the, the thing that we always focused on was trying to enjoy it. So enjoying the grand final parade, really celebrating that, because it is a celebration the whole week. Of, and, the, and the game caps that off at the end. But um, I, yep. I think for us, we, we really enjoyed it. And then the, the COVID year last year was, was really different because it really had no sort of fanfare that came with it or anything like that. It was just trainers normal in front of nobody. And roll up the night before we stayed in the accommodation and then got out to the game. It's a bit of a different start as well with the, with the latest start up there in the night grand final. So um, a lot of time trying to figure out what you're going to do to fill your day when you're in a... We, we stayed in the Gold Coast last year and then obviously the grand final was in Brisbane. So we were in hotel rooms and yeah. just, just potted around for the day. and just chilling. Uh, just chilling and then, yeah, rolled up to the big one. But it, it, it is a big week. It's been a big week. Um, well, it's been a big two weeks since the last time these two teams played. So 
no doubt they've played the game in their heads certainly over the over the last sort of fourteen days. Do you do you feel a little bit for um, for the Melbourne players? Obviously, some of the eleven or twelve of the Bulldogs players have experienced Melbourne Grand Final weeks. Do you feel a bit for the Demons? It's been a long time between drinks, um, you know, for, between playing in Grand Finals for them and now to miss out on on all the Melbourne things, all the parade, the fanfare that they would get in their home city. Yeah, I do. I feel for, I feel for the players, but certainly I feel for the fans as well. I mean, even the fans of the Bulldogs, yep. they waited so long into 2016 to, to get that um, chance to watch their team in a, in a grand final and then win a grand final. That um, I mean, and they would love that again, but the, the Demons fans, 21 years since they played in a grand final and 57-year yep. premiership drought. So a couple of big, big droughts there. Um, that would have It would have been an amazing week. It's... Um, it's been a great week here in terms of weather-wise. We've been able to have some sort of sunny conditions, so the parade would would, would have been fantastic today. Um, even the the last training sessions that fans would have got to have seen today and, and go to. It's um, it's really unfortunate, but we are very lucky that we are going to have a grand final in front of a bumper crowd, sixty thousand people at, at at Optus Stadium that are all going to rock up there. It was a sellout, painy in I think yep. just over maybe nine seconds. Or I, I think yeah, it no was surprises. an absolute sellout there. They could have sold the grand final three times, which I mean, just shows how, how big football is over in the West, and it's certainly going to be a bumper of a game. It certainly is. It's a hell of a stadium, too, let's be honest. You've played many games there. Played, played a few games a couple there. couple of test been, matches there. Yeah, been lucky to play um, played uh, Dreamtime at the G. Well, not at the G, but Dreamtime yep. at Optus this year, which was huge. We had something like 50,000 fans over there for that. So I know what it's going to be like in terms of the, the, the lights and just everything they can bring there is, is just going to be huge. So... Um, certainly yeah. the spectacle of the grand final will not be dampened by the fact that it's not being played at the MCG and uh, it is going to be as I said it's going to be a, a great great game so not only the fo- not the only football news though this week Paney uh, bubbling around the Carlton coaching job uh, bobbed up yesterday uh, and it, came, yep. it was basically down to Michael Voss and, and Adam Kingsley Michael Voss is the man there three year contract at the Carlton Football Club uh, what are your thoughts from, from watching that as an outsider? No, I love it. I've obviously been a bit critical of Colton Jack this year in the way they've handled it, but I think the way they've landed on Michael Voss from all reports today, the the process they went through, even Voss said himself he was tested at times and was extremely thorough. Um, I actually listened to him and and Brian Cook talk today and um, the two things they spoke about was having a number of leaders at their club and great people. Um, And I think anyone you speak to that I've certainly spoken to in football talks about Michael Voss, he's, he's exactly that. He's a great leader. Uh, he's a great person, and I think Brian Cook coming in as the CEO as well is another terrific decision for a club that everyone knows I think has got so much potential, but for the last, I don't know, 15 years haven't been able to reach it. So I think with those two people in key key positions, I think Colton Footy Club are about to come in a big way. We know their list is fairly talented. They just need to get the right people uh, in the right places. So I give both of those appointments a huge tick. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I think Michael Voss has um, certainly plied his trade. I, I like that a coach that maybe didn't get his opportunity, uh, well, had an opportunity, sorry, um, at, yep. at, at Brisbane and, and maybe on that reused pile, and, and we've sort of seen those coaches maybe drift off into the into the distance. But he's he's gone back, plied his trade again as an assistant coach, coached at a different club um, in, in Port Adelaide, and he gets his chance. I, I do feel for, for a good friend of mine and a coach at Richmond, Adam Kingsley, who was probably finished second in both jobs yeah, the, the yeah. Collingwood uh, coaching job which Craig McRae got and of course this one here with Michael Voss getting the job at Carlton I think Kingsley might have been the next in line so unfortunately for him he doesn't get the opportunity to coach at senior level this year but no doubt 
a job will cop, uh, crop up for him. Has he been there a few times now? He, he gets, so. seems to get to the podium a lot, Adam Kingsley, and yeah. hasn't quite got over the line. Yeah, no, I, I think so. And I think it'll just come down to a club that sees him as, as the right fit in terms of what, where he's been. He's, he's obviously played at Port Adelaide, uh, coached at St Kilda, now coached at Richmond. So yep. I, I think he's built now a Dossiter just to say, I've seen it all and I've seen a good side. I've seen a side that's coming up. Um, I've been involved in premierships as a player and as a coach that when the right thing, when the right team crops up for him in the right list, he, he will get that job. So, um, I yep. mean, coming second in two races, right? we say coming second, but he's um, just missed out on, on both of those gigs that he will be, um, he'll be a very good senior coach going forward when, when his, uh, when his chance crops up. But one man, the yep. Carlton were really pursuing Paney is Alastair Clarkson. And you've been able to pull some strings and, and wangle yep. it. And we have got an interview with the Hawthorne great, the coach, the four-time premiership coach, obviously coached a lot of football in Tasmania. And it is yep. very exciting because a, a lot of people will, will think that we're going to ask him, well, we, we doesn't know this yet, but a lot of people think they're going to ask him about what it was like at Hawthorne and, and whatnot and everything goes. But we are going to really drill down on Tasmanian football because he has, if by, by by play really, he has had a massive impact on Tasmanian football with the Hawthorne Football Club that have been down there for a long time now. So it's going to be very exciting. 17 years, Hawthorne Footy Club. 17 years. And Clarkson have come. So. So, and as we've heard this week, he's thrown his support behind Tasmanian getting a 19th licence, which is awesome. I'm a little bit nervous, Jack, to be honest. He comes with a bit of an aura around him, Clarko, doesn't he? So, no, um, no, Can't no. wait to talk to him, but I'll, I'll leave the hard questions he's to a, you. He's a little puppy dog. He's a little puppy dog. So we will <laughs> fire some curly questions at Alastair Clarkson involving Tasmanian we football. Will. We're also very, very lucky on the morning before a grand final to be joined by Ben Brown, obviously a product of Tasmania. Played his trade at North Melbourne for a few years and then was seemingly on, I won't say the scrap heap, but seemingly found himself outside of the, the North Melbourne Football Club, thrown a lifeline by Melbourne and now finds himself uh, as a spearhead forward in a grand final. Who would have thought 12 months on? Uh, from sliding door moments. It is a big, big sliding door moments. And, well, we couldn't get rid of him. Well, fully, we couldn't get rid of him. He, he did throw his hand up to uh, come in a medical sub again this week. But, of course, we will be joined by David Flash Lithgow for a very, very in-depth grand final preview. He's been doing a lot of work, hasn't he? Oh, he has. He has. He's. I've had some uh, complaints, actually, from Harrison Real Estate Agents that he hasn't been working all that hard this week. So <laughs> we're hoping that his grand final wrap is worth it because it's going to have to be if he hasn't got a job next week. So Sorry, Harrison. We're filthy. looking forward to that from the big flash man. But before we do move on, Jack, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions right. around uh, the Brownlow medal. Yep. So Ollie Wines has obviously won it. Yep. I, I sat there and watched it, and I, it's just is it not getting beyond a joke how many votes the midfielders are getting? It's it, it's like you don't even need the count. I, I, my, so my questions are: <sighs> yeah. is it is it becoming too much of a midfielders' medal? I know it's been a discussion for a while. And the other one: where do you sit with the umpires voting on it? Because uh, I feel like we're not getting, not yeah. taking anything yeah. away from Ollie Wines. He's had an unbelievable yeah. year, year, but Great it was year. just three Very votes Wines, three yeah. votes Bond and Pelly. Yeah. So the way it, I look at it's it, it's getting mate, a bit boring. Top thirty. The top 30 were midfielders. Yep. So I would class Max Gorn as a midfielder. He's obviously very tall and has a beard and he's always in front of the umpires. So he um, he stands out a little bit. He's a midfielder. Um, I, look, even to be honest, all the awards, the Jim Stein's award, what a fantastic award won by a midfielder, Travis Boak. Yep. Um, I, of course, was absolutely robbed. Oh, my Could God. Could not be more robbed by a midfielder, Shea Bolton, who comes in and takes <sighs> mark of the year. There, well, yep. there isn't... 
it really anything that anyone else wins. The backs don't ever no. win anything. Um, and the Coleman's still there, but no doubt Danger or someone or Dusty will crop up next year and kick an absolute bag and take the Coleman medal. It, it is a midfielder's game. There is no awards yeah. for anyone else. And, and the other thing is, when naming the All-Australian team, don't worry about if you play wing. Oh. Look, the wings can be classed as, as they're classed as a second-rate citizens like we are. Um, oh. Forwards and backs. The wings are classed as second-rate citizens because there is no role for for anyone in the All Australian. It'll be an All Australian twenty or twenty-three next year or twenty-two, whatever yep. it is, and they will be all midfielders. So, yep. Whoever uh, touches the footy most gets the Brownlow, yep. and in the All Australian team, they'll get the Norm Smith. Yep. At some stage, they'll try and take over the Coleman, I'm yep. sure. But yep. I'm uh, just getting extremely frustrated with the Brownlow that you're seeing people like a, a key forward or a key back that are dominating a game and impacting a game more than a guy who's getting 25, 35 touches and kicking a goal. Yep. And Sam, they're getting no votes, yeah, not Sam, one. Sam Taylor probably had arguably the best game from a back this year. Uh, yeah. Zero votes, zero votes in the yep. Brownlow medal. In terms of the umpires voting on it, I think there is... Maybe in addition for a like cricket, I suppose a, a match referee to be involved with. Yep. Well, you um, obviously can't say it, but it's time for the umpires to go. Let's hand the voting over. <laughs> I'll say it for you. Yeah, right, we yeah. need to bring in a panel who can vote on it. Yep, I think. Yeah, well, it's okay. not that hard. You can, you can be that mouthpiece, and I'll, I right. I, I'm, I'm umpires not, scrapped. I'll write that down. We'll I'm, run that by Clarko later. I am not. Surely we will agree. run that by Clarko later. Payne, well, we've we've flagged Clarko. But we've also got another massive, massive guest to be involved in the show. And he's up next. He's SEN's chief sports caller, Jared Waitley. We might be able to fly the umpires voting on the Brownlow past him. This is Jack yep, and Paney on SEN.